welcome to our patchy background. <laughs> Beautiful. Episode. We are a office on the move. Uh, my name is Becca. I use she, they. Also, this is Queer Halftime. Welcome. I forgot to say the name. Uh, and I have a lovely, wonderful guest. Hi. Uh, I don't know what to say for my pronouns because I'm not in drag right now, but given what we're talking about, I'm going to give my drag pronouns. There we uh, my name's Coco LaQueer. Uh, I use they, them pronouns. Lovely. All right. We will refer to you as Coco today. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, there's been a lot of talk about drag. So I was like, you know who has lots of thoughts? <laughs> Our friend Coco. It's me. Yeah, because you had quite the pride month. Oh, I sure did. I was really busy. You, yeah. Including at y'all's show. I know. It was great. We loved you. Yeah, no, you were kind of, I feel like you were everywhere. I was everywhere. I had two gigs that ended up not working out. Um, so if you include those that I intended to do and then didn't, uh, I had nine gigs. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was a lot. And the lesson I learned, like, that's the most I've ever had by far. Last year I had four. Okay. And so... The lesson I learned this year is if you do too many pride gigs, you don't do any pride events because you're too busy. Yeah. Yeah. Lesson learned. I don't think I'll take that many next year. Fair. We, we almost had like a similar conversation last year of like, um, the staff need to have one pride event that they can just go to, um, as like community members and not like tabling or organizing or yeah. You like pick that as your day off of like, I'm going to this. Yeah. It was going to be Edmonton pride. Uh, so Kelsey went, um, I was just exhausted because it was like the last weekend of June and I was like, I'm going to just sleep and hang out with my dog. It was great. Um, but I know the, I know the feeling. Yeah, that's where I was at at the end of the month. I was like, I would like to sleep. Nobody talked yes. to me for the next three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we took a full four days over um, July long weekend that we're just like, we're just going to sleep and do self-care. And, yep. You know, that. yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, so how did you get into drag, by the way? Like, yeah, Um. so I started just going to mostly burlesque shows, but some drag shows too. Um, with like some close friends at the time I was like going to a lot of shows and they were fun but like a lot of the stuff I was seeing first was a bit more classic burlesque classic drag which like the way I like to describe classic burlesque is like I'm really glittery and shiny and look how pretty I am and now I'm going to take my clothes off which is great but it is not the stuff that like made me jump at wanting to perform like don't get me wrong it's beautiful but yeah that's not like for myself that's not what excites me that's fair and so drag like similarly I was kind of seeing very classic like what we see on drag race now of like the pageant yeah the, yeah pa- yeah well actually I guess early on I didn't see super pageanty but like you know the flips and the dips and we're doing yeah, yeah. Britney and I'm trying to think back then what would have been the big names because the ones I'm thinking of are like we're not in the thing how long have you been now. doing drag uh, I just in June had my four year. Ooh, so, look yeah. at you. So it was in 2019 as I was wrapping up being an elementary teacher. <laughs> it was like in June of my last year teaching. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Uh, Cause it's really busy being a teacher. You don't like have a life outside, <laughs> especially yes. as a baby, as a baby teacher. I, yes. I only did it for two years. So. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, my parents were both teachers for the first part of my life. And yeah, very busy people. Yeah, I started like seeing both in burlesque and in drag, 
like a more campy like silly stuff which I love and then B stuff that was like telling a story and like especially like more like political messaging and I was like oh oh yeah I like this stuff this is really good and that was when I started to like get really excited about it and then I was like maybe I could do this. this yeah. Fun. Like I have a lot of experience performing. I've been on stages since I was like six years old. Nice. Um, so like when I started, a lot of people were like, what? Like, you, like that was your debut. Like what's the music? I was like, okay, well, hold on. It's not like a stage <laughs> like, debut. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, I'm a baby in drag, but like I've done choir. I've done acting. I've done oh, dance. Wow. I did like whole fitness for a while where I like did some performance and that like I was like I have so a hard. lot of things I tried pull once and I pulled an app <laughs> <laughs> no it's wild I was I was still doing pull when I started drag and like there are some photos I remember there was one photo where I had taken off the top I was wearing and they'd gotten a photo of my back and was someone was just, just like, like oh my shoulders were just ripped like I miss how buff I was <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah there was this picture that I was like whoa it turns out I'm really strong turns nice. out that happens when you have to hold your weight you're like your whole body weight upside down and stuff yeah like no that'll stop. that'll happen over time yeah who knew yeah and I feel like it's like you mentioned burlesque I feel like there's a really close tie between like burlesque and drag you know, in our scene, there kind of is like, and it didn't used to be that way. Um, like it used to be very, very separate. But when I was starting out, um, there was one of my like favorite performers who's like on hiatus right now. Their name is Darla Darwin. Mm. Um, they were a blessed performer. Um, but they like also kind of did like a little bit of like dabbling in drag and like interacting with the drag scene. Um, and so they had this show called Experimental Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, it can be weird stuff. It can be, this is a new act and I just want to test it out in like a safe place, like whatever. Um, and so I was in that show, I think a couple of times because you kind of just like threw an email at them. Yeah. And so I did that show a couple times and like, it was just so lovely. And so there was like a lot more blending of the burlesque and drag scenes then. Um, and so I was like, and I was also dabbling and doing burlesque a little bit too. When I started, I was kind of trying to figure out where do I want to be? And so I was doing both. And so I got pretty like connected in both nice. scenes at the start. Um, and then I kind of decided like drag is more yeah. my thing um and stuck with that but like COVID it kind of got separated again yeah and like now we're sort of starting to blend again so I feel like that kind of makes sense though because like the super OG burlesque like Victorian era was like very like gender bendy like women in masculine roles yeah yeah yeah. so I feel like it's kind of like a natural yeah 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 no that that makes sense one thing that I think is a big part of why it was separated for a while is the tipping dynamics oh because um until people in our burlesque scene like I don't know now like probably seven years ago like fought really hard with AGLC about nipples are not a sexual organ and so why is it like why are we they legally like treated as a sexual organ um so basically um you know how have you ever been to a strip club yes you know how there's like the little moat 
that's like between like oh. curve row and the dancers. <laughs> yeah. So that's because legally, because they're naked, you have to be a certain distance oh, away from okay. them. And um, and so that just like forces that distance. Um, and because nipples like were considered like sexual organs, oh my god, um, you a had to cover them up with like pasties. Yeah. And b like you can't get close enough to tip them. Like, cause if oh. someone from AGLC is there and they see you come and hand that burlesque dancer money, like, uh-uh. Yeah. So oh, okay. until, um, there were other people involved, but the only one who I know for sure, for sure, and can name drop is Latavia Lexington. Latavia Lexington and some other wonderful folks like fought really hard to be like, this is a ridiculous rule. Yeah. Um, and so now you could like do burlesque, like without pasties. A lot of people still do as like yeah. a, like solidarity thing I guess with places who can't um well, not glittery and twirly and like they're fun like Belasco just loves yeah. some glitter so they're like why would I take away you know yeah. but the point is like no the principle I, yeah. of like you can if you want to well and I feel like with the nipple thing it's always like AFAB yeah oh yeah right? yeah no like, nobody cares yeah. if AMAB's nipples are out nobody yeah. cares yeah yeah I loved I was following this one um trans person who was going um who was like um MTF Mm-hmm. and was on hormones and was like at what point will instagram start banning yes. my shirtless pics yes <laughs> no that like i've read something like, like that i've too. seen a reverse as well of like yeah. yeah ftm about like at what point am i allowed <laughs> i i made a tiktok that i ended up never posting um because i was like doing um what's it called like a time lapse oh. of my of my drag makeup and i didn't realize when i was filming it that like my chest was in the shot because usually I'm like shirtless when I'm right. I think because makeup gets everywhere so yeah. I'd rather not get it all over my clothes yeah no hard. so I was shirtless and then I realized after when I finished it I was like oh man like this is low enough that like my nipples are in it and I was yeah. like I know they're technically not even real nipples they're skin grass but like <laughs> TikTok's gonna be mad about yeah. the trans uh, chest and so I was like ah so it just lives in my drafts which is a shame it's a great video oh <laughs> yeah but at what point do nips become illegal or legal as you transition yeah it's wild I'm like they're not even nipples they're just mounds of skin and so I've had to explain to people I'm like my nipples are permanently hard because they're not nipples <laughs> that's fair like, that's, that's, I just, you never really think about that yeah part of yeah they sometimes with top surgery you can like salvage the nipples and you still have yeah but I had a really big chest so oh it was like, okay oh okay so they just kind of made some yeah they just make some that's fair if i could go back i'd probably just get some tattooed but yeah i've seen people do that so i probably would have just said no nipples and then got little tattoos but that would be cool too yeah you could like tattoo them pierced too oh my god deal with the pain amazing i love that that would be really funny (laughs) that would be hilarious um yeah oh my gosh um and you do, so like you mentioned like sort of the political side of things and you do Rally Cry. Yeah. Do you want to talk so about your baby? I do want to talk <laughs> about my baby. I like wrote in all caps in my little notes here. You can't see if I have a phone right here <laughs> that is like for me to reference. Um, yeah. So um, Rally Cry is like the first thing I've ever produced um, by myself. Um, I found that like I really like doing political stuff and I was finding that like I was kind of trying to shoehorn it into like other shows that oh, I was getting yeah. that it like didn't like sometimes it worked fine and sometimes yeah. it was like yeah it I was really 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I won't get into that. I sent some tea there. I won't get into We that. can talk about that when the recording's over. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, I just kind of was like, fuck it. I'm tired of shoehorning this into things. Like, I'm just going to find my own space. So I like wrote up a little like proposal thing for like a bunch of bars and I was like okay how do I decide where I'm gonna do this and then I was like I'm a fucking genius because it was not that long after fringe I went back to the fringe website and I found all the venues that hosted drag shows Ooh, and so like all the BYOBs and so I was like okay they like and then there were a couple others that I was like these would probably be good but mostly it was just that list nice and so I was like okay and I kind of prioritized I was like let's think about this space like what do I know about like the usual clientele to go there like what do I think are good bets and so I was like okay what I'm gonna do every like couple days I'll send a message to like one or two yeah and then like if because I didn't want to like just blast them all and then like get five yeses and be like ah so (laughs) so I was like okay so I was like I picked my like top two I don't even remember who the other one was that I messaged but the first two I messaged the first two the one was grindstone which is where it ended up being they actually have a handy little form on their website it's like want to produce a show here and it's like a whole thing it's like do you want to be weekly do you want to be monthly monthly like it's great and so I just filled out like here's what I want to do and so then like I think it was only two days later and I was like, okay, I should send some more today. Like at yeah. some point I should do that. And then I checked my email and they were like, Hey, this sounds really cool. We've never had a drag show here before. Uh, how does October 6th sound? And by the way, it's like September 2nd. <laughs> and I was like, I have a whole show to put together in a month. A month for a drag show is we- we've done it here. Uh, and it's it's tight and like when you've never done it before (laughs) also so you don't really know what you're doing I was like okay I did not expect it to be that soon okay we're doing it let's go (laughs) but like yeah I managed to get it together honestly they're really easy to work with like they're so they're so great um we're coming up on a year of me doing it now because yeah it was October 6th so I'm like looking into booking dates past the one year mark nice um yeah it has been really great because now I can I don't have to shoehorn the stuff in I can like do it as much as I want and then I can like be more selective with the other gigs I take like I don't feel as like like I need to get into something like I'm like okay I know I have at least one gig a month now with the exceptions of the times I've done like BIPOC feature shows of course right like yeah so it's like nice that I can just I feel like you've created a space for other performers to be political too like you mentioned with like BIPOC and like I know our friend like Tugs has performed yes Tugs was the first one yeah Tugs was in the very first one I love them yeah they're delightful um yeah one thing that's been really really cool with that is like there's been a lot of people in it who like normally they do not make political stuff like I just remember being so impressed with like Dana are you familiar with Dana thanks so. oh she normally does like this is these are her words I'm not <laughs> I'm not dragging her these are her words like bimbo clown like she just does like dumb like silly stuff to like pop oh songs it's very like yeah and so it's just a silly time usually and 
she did um she did the song four by oh what's the band called in is it in this moment i think oh um, maybe yeah and like just the concept she had i was just like wow this is really cool this is really cool like these people that this is like so not their element yeah and they just like turn out this amazing stuff I'm like this is so rad I it's so exciting to me I love it well I feel like you're always scared to do that kind of stuff right unless it's like specifically that's what the show is about right so you're always like very careful yeah and like one thing that I've noticed like at the gay bar is that for any kind of show is like a lot of times towards the second half of the show the audience is like less quiet and respectful because there's also people trailing in who didn't come for the show and they're like I just want to dance right and so like and it drives me nuts like as someone who's been performing my whole life like people who come in and are super loud like during a show I'm like how to make me go like zero to a (gasps) hundred angry in like two seconds that Um, and so that's like one reason that I'm glad it's not there because I'm like, some of the numbers that have been done in the show are like really vulnerable. Yeah. And I would be mortified if like some drunk person was like loudly yelling over that. Like, I would lose it. I would lose it. Like, so I'm just like the audience that comes to our show is like so respectful and great and receptive and they're just wonderful. And it's. amazing it's so good i love it i feel like there's kind of this dichotomy of like the people who think that drag is political and that like or like drag is entertainment or like there's you know some mixing and stuff um but i feel like we're seeing a lot more of like drag is political these last couple years like i feel like that side has really picked up a lot i think it's hard not to with everything that's going on like it's yeah it's it's really really upsetting all of the like rumor narrative like and I've been like especially struggling with that because in my day job I work with kids yeah like I like I said I used to be a teacher um now I work with really little kids my kids are like between two and five years old oh fun and yeah it's really different from (laughs) what I was doing but I really love it um and yeah like through every job I've had with kids I've had whether it's parents or employers or coworkers, like I've had people who have been shitty about my queerness yeah like I've been fired from a bunch of jobs like they find sneaky ways to do it because they know they can't say this is the issue yeah like they know they're they're not dumb they know what they can't say because we're a protected class yeah but they (laughs) like you know, I'll get in trouble for things that everyone else around me is mm. doing. But then right. now they've got a reason to write me up and they go, oh, look, we've written you up this many times. Like you're a nuisance and we'll fire you. Like stuff like that. I've been fired so many times. And like, so yeah, I already like feel that I've heard a lot of that. Like you're having inappropriate conversations where I'm like literally just like talking about the existence of my partner you know sometimes when I was when I was with like elementary age kids like conversationally we talk about stuff my bosses would be like talking about oh my husband and that was fine yeah but I talk about my partner and it's like you're having inappropriate conversations yeah it's wild like and so I was like I literally called him out I was like I've heard you talk about your husband so I guess I'm just trying to figure out where the line is like what is it that I'm doing that's going too far that you're not doing and I, I couldn't get a 
straight answer from them. So I was like, interesting. Well, you can't get a straight answer because they know they can't say it. But yeah, they know they can't say it. And I'm like, yeah. you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, it's been really hard for me because I'm like, I've already dealt with enough of this shit like yeah. at work. And thankfully, like my employers now are wonderful. But the thing about my job is we go and support different daycares and preschools and so oh, even though my employers are great, that doesn't necessarily mean the people I'm working around are great. Right. So they ha- they're in my corner when shit goes down, like, and ultimately that's all I can really ask for. Yeah. But like, yeah, shit still goes down. Um, and so when this started like picking up with drag, I was really just like tired. Yeah. Like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> like, yeah, uh-huh. it's, and so it's hard, I think, for like more and more people to ignore yeah like that this is happening and they're just feeling like they have stuff to say too yeah I feel like people have kind of gone both ways of like the like getting like okay you want me to be political I'll be fucking yeah, political all right, let's go and then there's other people who are like no like I will show you like it is not like I'm just here to you know yeah have fun yeah right and I guess there's like merit to both right oh, yeah totally. um but yeah like I saw oh god was it LA or San Francisco just banned there was like a baseball game um that there are these like drag nuns oh that that sounds very San Francisco I think it was San Francisco but like (laughs) they they've always like received proceeds from this one game like every year and then this year they're not because of like um the potential controversy is because they dress as nuns right right yeah yes for San Francisco that's surprising I know. Well, it was, yeah, it was like the, I think it was the league, right? It wasn't like, mm. oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it was, they do like all this charity work and stuff as like, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Sort of like the court does here. It might even be connected to the court. I mean, it might. Yeah. Who knows? But it's like a similar thing of, yeah, like drag charity. Yeah. But yeah. And that's, a, I feel like that's an aspect that people don't really know about is like, cause y'all at the court have like, bursaries for queer kids to go to school yeah I wish I knew about them when I was going to school I didn't yet I wouldn't be involved with drag for many years so like yeah I didn't know they existed but I was just telling one of our kids about about the the bursary yeah yeah it's super super cool like I just and they're pretty sure that we're gonna like make record-breaking amounts of money this year oh really yeah that like they're, the bursary is getting like the students are getting more money than they typically do so that's very very exciting yeah yeah the pride baseball game did ridiculously well this year oh my gosh I um, bet it seems very fun I would love to go sometime but it keeps I being on like I couldn't make it. I couldn't justify going because it was the same day as rally cry and I was like the time that it's supposed to end is like around the time I need to start getting ready. Oh, yeah. And I, it was so tight that I was like, I'm going to spend the whole time worrying about, is it going to end soon? Is it going to end yes, soon? Yes, and I'm you're like, not going like, to enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yes. So I was like, I'm not going to go. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was a shame. But yeah, I've seen clips, like both years I've seen clips and it just looks like such a ridiculous fun time it looks so fun like i was watching people's stories and there was one like gemmas of like her frying their frying pan like oh yeah right they, they did like a anything but a bat yeah i guess and so tanner Steele picked up um harry schnitzel and used them as a <laughs> i was like that's amazing oh that's oh my god that's with amazing. consent well, they, yes they, yeah he had asked harry yeah yeah he asked just no. use another human being yeah oh my gosh oh, 
<laughs> yeah, it was wild. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think anyone biffed it this year. The first one, Artasia, there's like just a ridiculous video. She was totally fine. Like, but it looked bad. Like everyone oh, was like, but she was totally fine. But yeah, she just biffed it hard. Oh, oh my gosh. Like now that we know she's fine, it's hilarious. But it, yeah, it's one of those in the things, moment. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. I feel like there's this like very Canadian thing where like your friend eats shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, get fucked. Are you okay though? Yeah. Like, for real. Like, are we good? Like, the first reaction, like, my brother and I do it all the time, is somebody will, yeah, fall and like, you're like, get fucked. <laughs> but like, are you okay? Because <laughs> like, the first bit is a reflex. Yeah. But yeah. No, that's great. It looks so much fun. I would love to go. Yeah. It's... I kind of, even though I'm like terrible at sports, I like kind of want to play because I know there's ridiculous stuff like anything but a bat. And it's like, right. yeah, you're batting with a, frying pan you're not going to do a good job that's yeah <laughs> like it's like bowling you know when they had like the bowling where you know it's like sit down with your legs in front of you and like oh <laughs> like you know as a kid I loved that because I was so stressed out about being so bad at sports that I was like let's do it that way because then where nobody cares if I suck yeah like yeah exactly everyone yeah. sucks so it's fine if I suck yeah <laughs> now I just embrace that I suck it's fine yeah if anybody's good at that kind of stuff it's like a fluke and everybody's like what the hell why are you good who are you it's almost weird to be good at that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no that's amazing yeah and I feel like drag just like um allows for like so much exploration yeah Like, like there's so many ways it can go like you can have like the very classic drag of like you know the big like earrings and jewelry and being like glittery and like or you can be like a total gremlin (laughs) like I just love that it's like drag is like whatever the hell you want it to be I'm really loving seeing like more like non-binary performers and like yeah our drag scene in Edmonton is like very trans it's it is it's extremely trans like it's to the point where it's like warped my like view of other and I just assume that all drag scenes are like that yeah like it's (laughs) it's to the point like there's so many of us that if you cast a show and there are no trans people in and I'm like you had to try yeah like no literally so many of my (laughs) rally guys are entirely trans cast yeah like not doing that on purpose yeah like I just look and I'm like huh now I'm like (laughs) like I'm like trying to think I'm like what performers do I know that are cis and I'm like having yeah I know I'm I'm trying to think of who has been who has been in y'all's shows that would be cis like there's not many there's not a lot yeah Gigi oh thinking about like who was in the pride show Gigi I think that's it from the pride show I think that's all I'm trying to remember who all was in it I think that's all (laughs) look at us go so look at that good job Edmonton (laughs) <laughs> good job out loud yeah well we love it um yeah I just I feel like and this is a conversation we've had and I'm so curious to like hear kind of your explanation of it but like um there's also more like cis people sort of performing as their assigned gender mm, yeah yeah which is always like I feel like it's like a controversial thing yeah it's it's interesting like I know um the one I can think of in our scene is like incisive yeah um who's like a drag queen and like is like a cis woman and like I there we go like, there's a cis performer yeah performer. and I just remembered from the from the uh pride show also Tia oh Tia okay Dibble. yeah 
um, is this. Um, like to me, I'm kind of like, who cares? We have like, we have trans mass people who are drag kings yeah. and like, we're not on their cases. Like, why aren't you? You're a, you're a man. Why aren't you being a drag queen? Like, no, shut up. I feel like as long as you put effort into it, it's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Oh, and Indecisive certainly does. Okay. Indecisive outfits are, and the way, yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple wigs from her now and like, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, they're beautiful. Um, Yeah. Like, I feel like if a cis man got up in just like a very plain suit as a drag king, I would be like, okay, let's get some, let's get some stones in there or something. (laughs) Let's let's work (laughs) on this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, I feel like that's been, yeah, like a thing that's also kind of getting more is it's just kind of opening up a lot. Like, honestly, like, to me, drag is like an expression of gender, not necessarily of your gender, because like, yeah, there's lots of like cis gay men who are drag queens. Like, so it's not to say that like they are like identify as femme in any capacity, but like, I think it's like your perception of gender yeah it's like gender like capital g gender, yeah like societally and stuff. yeah yeah exactly yeah like and i in my drag like i kind of flip-flop between like doing more feminine drag and more masculine drag and like regardless of what i'm doing i keep my facial hair um because like for me uh like an important part of my drag so for example, when I'm not in drag, um, I use like he, she, and they pronouns, but it was like a conscious choice as Coco that I only use they because like in my experience, when people don't like cis audiences that like don't know me, it's the first time seeing me perform. Yeah. Like if I'm in like more of a queen look, they'll call me she. Yeah. If I'm in more of a king look, they'll call me he. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Like, I don't care what you like perceive when you look at me like I'm not a she right I'm not a he yeah like and so like it's sort of that conscious choice to like make them second guess like things and like I take my clothes off a lot of my drag not necessarily like to be sexual but like sometimes yes but like also just like to make cis people look at trans bodies oh yeah because like a lot of people now, like even queer people yeah. who know I'm non-binary, but don't know anything about my transition, yeah. think I'm AMAB. Oh, okay. And it's like the facial hair? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think they see the beard and they're like, it's too full. Like the, oh. that's like the only possibility. Yeah. Um, You've been blessed by the facial hair. Truly. Like. I mean, if you look at my brother, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, genetically. <laughs> yeah. Genetically, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, But like was going um oh yeah but then I like take off uh, my shirt or whatever and it's like you can see that I have top surgery scars but like also my stomach's really hairy and like and then they're kind of like oh like and they kind of are very confused and they're like with that much body hair I did not expect you to be afab and it's like it's really interesting. Hormones do some wondrous things. Some wondrous things. I just love the people, and it's usually like haters, but like some people in the community as well, about like they can always tell 
it's the we can always tell people mm-hmm. and I love seeing like I follow a couple of like trans educators on like TikTok and people it'll be like a trans man and someone will be like you're never you'll never be a woman yeah He's I like, know it's so funny you they... or, like, like why do you want to be a woman you're so handsome like I know it's amazing you're like oh sweetie yeah. or like there's another one who like um had gynecomastia like is not oh, okay, is a cis yeah. man but has what looks like top surgery scars because right. that's essentially what they are um and is like I mean I'm not trans I think you're confusing me with a couple other guys who kind of look like me but like let's say I am and yeah, I sure you know, let's entertain that say your kid brings me home and says this is my girlfriend you're gonna have a problem with that <laughs> yeah like yeah. yeah but yeah I love the we can always tell people yeah it's 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 not a cute look no it's not a cute look it's like okay there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack here about yeah it's just so many assumptions on top of assumptions like on top of conditioning like Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really interesting one of the centers that I worked at last year the one one of the ones where I ended up having issues there um it was a Christian daycare which (laughs) great start um and so those those kids have a lot of programming already gender stuff like way more than I've noticed in other centers and like literally like they saw me most days I think I was there Monday Wednesday Friday they saw me most days and they would ask me every day are you a boy or a girl and I was like, oh, neither, no. which is great because that meant every day in a Christian daycare, I was talking about my transness yes. every day. And I was like, this is not the place that I want to do. But I also like when kids have questions, like I want to answer it yeah. too. Like, and so I didn't want to like hush them up. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did it anyway. Um, But like, I would just be like, neither. And like, they would be like, well, I think you're a girl because you have long hair. Or like, I think you're a boy. I love you have a the way kids determine gender is so funny. It's, it's interesting. So funny, and it is. It's based on like, do they have a beard? Or is their hair long? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so interestingly. This year, one of the centers I was working with, um, one of the kids is like Amab, but like his family lets him like wear dresses and stuff. Love it, and the staff there were like pretty cool and so the kids knew that I like use multiple sets of pronouns and stuff and I noticed that kid called me she like no one else ever would oh yeah that kid called me she and I was like that is so interesting huh like I almost wonder if that kid is gonna turn out to be trans like sometimes it's not that deep and it's just a boy who likes a dress but like but also kids know by like the age of three they're yeah I just thought it was interesting with like no adults around no other kids around calling me she like he still chose to call me she and I was like I see you yeah I see you that's our uh board president we had Stephanie on Mm -hmm. um she did two episodes with us but her little guy um she read him like a board book about like pronouns and gender mm-hmm. and stuff nice. and he's so he's four so he'll be at daycare like asking people what their pronouns are and stuff and these other four-year-olds are like what yeah like yeah. and he'll be a like, lot of trying adults to don't know what in like a are. four-year-old way oh. right 
so sweet <laughs> but like it's not hard and like I feel like when you tell kids like oh that's not appropriate or like you shut down their questions they will it's like a dog with a bone yeah they they're like oh I've encountered something forbidden yeah right like it's forbidden knowledge so now it's all I'm gonna think about yeah I was like it's interesting they'll either really chase it yeah or they just like and I'm throwing that away for yeah <laughs> 15 years like yeah. it's trauma is wild I feel like it also depends on how yeah the parenting is right Mm -hmm. but yeah I know kids where it's like I have to answer this or it's going to be all I'm asked all day yeah like for the next week to me if they're old enough to ask they're old enough to talk about it well yeah and it's not like you know we're having like adult conversations yeah like yeah like you can still answer it at a level in yeah like a level that's like appropriate for them like but yeah if they're if they're asking they're ready yeah right and like I find a lot of kids will be like oh okay and then just like literally go back to what they were doing literally it's only when the adults make it a big deal that it's a big deal for the kids yeah yeah it's yeah it's a lot like I had one time there was a parent who was mad about like you know me talking about the existence of a queer character (laughs) their kid um and uh they had said like afterwards when they complained to my boss they like said oh like my kid's really uncomfortable like really upset and I was like they didn't seem really uncomfortable and upset in the moment I think what happened is you made a big deal and now that kid feels like they've done something wrong and now they're uncomfortable the kid thinks they're in trouble with dad yeah like yeah so I was like I don't think that's the case I think you made your child uncomfortable but you know well, and I love, and like, I've mentioned this before, cause I'm so obsessed with it is like the whole, like, oh, you're forcing it on kids and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, have you seen the onesies? Have you seen the weirdly, oh, deeply sexual God. baby yeah. onesies? The weird. Yeah. Just like the weird ones about like when they're like boy ones, like, like yeah. loving boobs and yeah or like I saw one about, it was something about dad's pullout game. Oh my God. I, yeah, we're sexualizing children. Like, okay, sure, it's us. But how do you think that Disney princess is pretty and they want to, you know, be yeah. the one to save her instead of being the princess getting, yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild to me that, like, we're the ones who are sexualizing them and grooming them and stuff. And I'm like, you're literally putting onesies <laughs> about pull-out game on your baby. What the fuck is wrong with you? No. Like, yeah. oh my God. I saw a gross one about, like, I'm guessing that they got pregnant around like Thanksgiving and there was like one about like stuffing there was like a joke like with a little like a little swimmer on it like yeah by the word stuffing and I was like gross there was one I saw and it was like a it was like a recipe one but it was like it was like a low-key insult to the dad I don't think they meant it to be but it was like you know you know, one part like mom, this part like love, yeah. like three pumps, dad. Three pumps. What the? <laughs> that is so like that's so lewd. Like what? <laughs> like, sir, you agreed to this? Yeah. Like I don't. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. yeah. There's like a lot of my drag that is like silly is like still kind of making fun of stuff like that yeah. like a lot of my early king stuff um was by a band called ninja sex party 
Okay. I have decided that if I ever do drag, I want to do that song. I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, yes. I've been wanting to do that too because I have it fully choreographed in my head. Amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I know. I adore them. I did um, Why I Cry. That was one of my first few because I was like, to me, that's like, so good. It's such, it's on YouTube. I can send it to you. Well, I look extremely different. I bet. Um, but like, yeah, because I was like, this is so like poking holes in like masculinity. Like, because even though it's about being like sensitive, it's like still kind of toxic masculinity about it. It's, because it's like yeah. very machismo about like, look how sensitive I am. Like that it's like toxic masculinity is like that. It's like, I'm so good at this thing that I'm going to take it over the top like that it's just like goes too far I adore ninja sex party I have for years like my brother got me into it when we were like I don't know like junior high probably um yeah like very very early um Jacob was like you need to listen to this yeah um but I love because they're like characters Mm -hmm. and like the one is like this very like toxically masculine (laughs) but like in a satirical yeah like like it's it's tongue-in-cheek like it's like this is ridiculous bullshit yeah like it's great I adore them yeah I did at the my first gig of pride month I did Danny don't you know oh which I've done that before when it was a newer song and I just like kind of revamped it and brought it back yeah um but that if you saw the picture that big that big gray wig that's like this big yes yeah indecisive made that one uh that one is so heavy and I like get someone to pin it to my head because the cap underneath is shit oh it's like yeah one it's so it's two wigs it's like they're sewn together and the bottom one that the cap in it is not very big oh, so it okay. doesn't like properly wrap around my head oh so okay. I wouldn't even feel good just like walking around with it on not pinned like oh like, yeah dancing for a number like it's not secure and so it's like pin all around yeah. my head it's ridiculous I have a question this yeah. might be a industry secret that you can't tell me <laughs> um so when y'all are putting on wigs mm-hmm. and people are like headbanging and doing some like crazy shit how does it not go flying off I'm not the person to ask honestly I'm not very good <laughs> I'm not very good with wigs but like basically yeah you can glue it down okay um so when you have this is especially easier when you have like a lace front wig okay so when you buy a lace front wig the lace is like really really long yeah um and then you can like trim it down little industry industry secret is cut it in a zigzag oh because it I don't really know why but for some reason yeah it blends better because when you do just like a hard line you tend to be able to see it um but when you zigzag it tends to blend better so yeah, you cut it in a zigzag pretty close to the hairline. Um, and then you just like put spirit gum or whatever kind of glue you like to use on there. And then you just like lay the lace yeah. there um, and you can pin the shit out of it. Some people don't like using glue. So like, yeah, they'll, they'll pin it. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm terrible with wigs. But... Cause I've seen people like wig installations for like people who wear them like long-term. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, they can't be doing that for drag like yeah, that seems no. way too way too much <laughs> way too much yeah usually glue or like picking it um okay. I've found I haven't like tested it out yet but there's this headband that like it's like I want to say it's kind of it's not silicone because it's too stretchy but it's like but it's like a similar kind of yeah similar kind of texture and so you like put it on and it has bumps on the top supposedly oh, it's supposed to work yeah. really well 
for like keeping it on that you wouldn't necessarily need to pin it or glue it or anything i haven't tested it yet so this is not a that's fair <laughs> this is endorse, not an yeah. endorsement yeah but um but yeah like so you put the bumpy side up and then you just like lay the wig on top and supposedly it like kind of locks oh. into it and it stays i've always wondered that i'll be like watching like drag race or something and be like how yeah i especially like some of the like ridiculous like see, wigs that are like big and local performers like i'll see melinda and be like how is oh, your shit yeah. not going flying everywhere i mean yeah she's a pro i mean yeah like melinda will be fully doing a warm-up downstairs <laughs> like we'll yeah we've had melinda at the arden a couple times mm. in our show and like yeah we'll fully be doing like looks like a warm-up for a workout oh my god <laughs> well she's like a dancer well she's a yeah like that makes sense and the faces she's... she makes are just so incredible <laughs> i love her she's so much great. um yeah no so i've that's i've always wondered and i've been like mm. yeah yeah there's a few different straps yeah yeah it yeah it's Hair's not my strong suit yeah do you watch drag race i do i'm a little like behind right now because for a while i didn't have access to like crave that has everything oh yeah i have watched hardly any of the spinoffs like i've watched yeah. canada's um and i have watched canada versus the world oh okay and beyond that i have only watched like the regular schmegular drag race and even that i'm only on 14 oh, and okay. they're working on 15 right now so i'm trying to catch up i'm almost i think yeah last night i caught up on all stars oh okay and i'm, I'm only on four so behind and like the only spinoff i've watched i watched like the first season of canada's mm. and like that's it you gotta um, watch the rest i i know so well because there's a couple people now that i've like recognized yeah that i'll like follow and be like oh shit you got on yeah right so yeah. i've heard rumors that there's at least one person from edmonton in the next season Ooh. i won't say who because i don't want to get them in trouble i always love when there's a new season filming and people go dark on social media and so and there's like oh i i bet she's in it i bet they're in it like well the funny thing is the person who i heard i they so i had asked them to be um in one of my shows and i like never got a response from them okay. and i did like i was like oh that's weird I yeah like but i didn't think that hard about it um and then like probably like a month later they messaged me and they were like hey oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't answer you I was in that I won't say the country I was in yeah. and we didn't have good uh sir like internet uh service there but and and again I was like oh the place that it was I was like yeah I could see if you were like rural I was like yeah, yeah okay sure um and then but then I heard the like rumored cast for the next season and that person was on the list oh and I was like did you not answer me because you were filming drag race <laughs> I was like oh my god oh my of god. course you'd have to lie to me about well, why yeah yeah you're not allowed her. to yeah so like I was just like that's so okay well, I'm now pretty I sure they're up. on drag race now I have to yeah yeah okay. I'm pretty sure they made it so oh my god that's funny. that's pretty cool I love I feel like drag race for so many people is such like a love-hate thing <laughs> yeah okay funny story okay. okay so I did in 2021 I did this like intensive 
therapy program at the U of A. Okay. And part of that program, it's like 18 weeks long. Oh, it's ridiculous. Wow. It's really intense. I was there Monday to Friday evenings, like five to nine o'clock for 18 weeks. It was not so, but I needed it. Um, and so part of this program is you do this like presentation to the group about like, like a, an interest of yours. Yeah. And I did it on drag and like before I kind of got into like my drag I was doing like a very brief little like history thing on it and so I was like (laughs) because there were a few queers that were in the group and so we talked a little bit about drag race so I was like most of you here know my feelings on RuPaul (laughs) (laughs) I don't like him however I have to acknowledge that like he did a lot of paving the way for like it being the sort of like mainstream yeah. thing that it is now. And so I talked about like his album, Supermodel of the World and the yeah. fact that like he was in, I didn't know this until I was doing research for this presentation that he was in the Love Shack music video with B-52 <laughs> in drag. And that was like a big deal. And so then when I learned that I was like, that's why the B-52s were guest judges on the first season of Drag Race. Uh- okay I was like it makes sense now because yeah like that was like the first time really that like a drag artist was like on tv like as a drag artist and not like as a punchline yeah (laughs) it's like do I love that you get money from fracking no no have you done great things for like bringing drag to the yeah I feel like his problem is like for the 90s he was progressive and then he kind of just never grew a lot of those people yeah who like were really progressive for like yeah the 80s 90s but they never left that so now they're like really regressive and they're playing catch-up yeah um that's kind of my feelings on yeah yeah um and I feel like it's also like we've been talking about this a lot is this like almost concept of like and by we I mean I've been talking about it with people who will listen as I process my feelings (laughs) um of like queer versus lgbt mm, yeah there's this podcast i listen to where they <laughs> it's called food for thought it's not for kids um <laughs> but like uh a game they sometimes play is like uh gay or queer oh yeah and and so they'll just have like random things like they'll be like frappuccinos from starbucks gay or queer like yeah. you know or like lady gaga gay or queer like yeah. and so <laughs> it's a fun little game it's true it's, it's but i feel true. like i feel like drag race is very like it's gay it's gay it's not gay. canada's drag race i would argue is, is it Ooh, okay yeah. well now RuPaul's i definitely drag watch. race gay canada's drag race a lot more queer love it yeah. yeah they like yeah they talk about a lot of stuff that like you just wouldn't yeah. hear those conversations on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Well, so. I feel like now, like, Drag Race is getting, like, we're getting, like, openly trans people, like, and not ones that come out as trans after their season. Yeah. Or when right. they're already there. Like, which, yeah. I mean, there's still some of that, which I get because 100%. of the way Ru is, like, yeah. being closeted in your application. And right. Getting there and being like, surprise! Um, I kind of love that, actually. Um, But yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice it's nice I was very excited with like got mixed season yeah but oh my god I remember being so mad because got mixed season was the season that Rue changed the slogan so it used to be for years and years and years and years despite all the trans women who came out um 
it was gentlemen start your engines and may the best woman win yes and then all of a sudden the season where they get a trans man who's like a drag queen but is like a trans man on the show it was racers start your engines and may the best drag queen win i was like oh now you want to change it how interesting how interesting that now there's a trans man you don't want to say gentlemen that's interesting to me conspiracies abound yeah because I was like on the surface it looks like oh you're you're giving a more like inclusive slogan that's great like for you know the trans women that have been on yeah no on the surface it looks like a good step but I thought the timing of it was very convenient (laughs) very convenient I love I love queer conspiracies we've been talking about these there's some and it's like I it's like oh this thing happened and then suddenly this pride is getting this money and it's like, <laughs> i love it the queer conspiracy theories yeah no they're great they're great um i feel like i could easily keep you here all day but like is there anything Same. that you wanted to touch on that we haven't talked about oh my about? gosh let me let me check my little adhd check your brain little phone. check my little phone see if there's anything that i like didn't mention they were like oh i have to talk about this I feel like we pretty much talked about that. Um, and yeah, we talked about the groomer hysteria. No, like, honestly, uh, I guess one thing I will say, okay, yeah, I want to talk about that. Okay, okay. no, go for it. Go Speaking for it. of drag race. Okay. One thing that annoys me is when Rue Girls come to town and all of a sudden there's all of these straight people that I've never seen at Evolution before in my life. And like suddenly the bar is flooded yeah and they'll throw their tip money at those girls and i'm like they don't need it we have drag shows here every sunday <laughs> like most fridays saturdays yeah where the hell have you been yeah like and so it just like it really irks me and also the fact that they like have no awareness of the space they're taking up in a group oh, space oh yes it's i have those same feelings about like bachelor parties yeah i'm like unless you're about to unless you're like a queer person or yeah. you're marrying a queer person yeah 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 it's different like, when it's like yeah like let's say a bisexual woman who's like doing their bachelor party, regardless yeah. of whether you're marrying yeah, yeah. and a woman whatever like that's different yeah. that's not what we're talking it's about. when straight people in straight relationships come yeah. in and like act completely inappropriately yeah but, oh my gosh yeah that's yeah. kind of my thing too with like the like is it gay or is it queer is like the gay stuff it's like clearly for the allies and not for the community yeah yeah, like, yeah, I feel or like slash some of for Alice slash like for cis gay men. Yes, the white gays. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's actually <laughs> add that clarifier. Yeah, that, like white cis gay men. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I can see that being super mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah, it's just it's so uh, uh, drives yeah. me nuts. Drives me nuts. Yeah, <laughs> spend local. <laughs> yeah tip us we're poor yeah right drag is expensive it's really expensive it's yeah. a lot it's a lot yeah awesome well do you so you've listened i think you're the only guest we've had who's listened to like our entire backlog and it makes me so excited i was telling becca <laughs> that i literally caught up on the podcast this morning while i was getting ready <laughs> amazing <laughs> um but do you have a queer joy i do i had a couple i had like I had gathered more than one. Okay, I can have more than one. Yeah. Okay. We do. Well, the other day I paid for my new passport, so my legal name change is done because that was the only thing I hadn't done. Exciting. So that's amazing. Um, I'd put it off because it's like expensive. Yes. Um. Yeah. And the other thing that I was like, I should say this because it's drag related. Um. So 
I don't know if you're into astrology at all, but like a little bit. Tell me you're Leo without telling me you're Leo. I decided <laughs> what I'm doing for my birthday. So um, I'm getting my hysterectomy in a couple weeks. Ooh. And so for my birthday, I will be not super mobile. And so I was like, what am I going to do? Because yeah, a lot of my like go-to things, I'm not going to be like physically yeah. capable of doing probably. Um, or at least I'll be like easily tired out and not yeah, be yeah. able to do it for long. So uh, I was like, what am I going to do? And someone gave me the idea to have a drag show in my backyard so I don't have to go anywhere and I had the idea that I was like oh my god it's gonna be night of a thousand cocos so everyone who's in it has to perform a song that I have done at some point so I'm gonna give them a playlist of like here's all the songs I've done and they have to pick something from it's like a registry (laughs) I'm like because I have that playlist anyway because when I'm like I don't want to make a new yeah yeah yeah, what do I what do I have already and I'll like scroll through it so it was already made and so I was just like yep I'm so I'm gonna I have a friend my friend meat sack is gonna host it and I was like I'm gonna get them to submit their music to you is meat a stage name yes is is their stage name yeah an extremely non-binary drag name. I was okay, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, but there yeah. are thieves. Trans <laughs> men, trans women, and non-binary people have thieves with the names that they pick. <laughs> Honestly, I broke the rules of the non-binary names, I feel like. But yeah. Yeah. Um by picking a real name. By picking a real name, yeah. Um by not picking we, like we love an y'all. inanimate object. We love you all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, I'm going to get them to submit their music to Meet Sack because I want to be surprised. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to know ahead of time what they're going to do. And so I'm just like very excited. So I'm finalizing like who is in it. And oh my gosh, it's going to be great. It's going to be my friends doing my songs and it's going to be great. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> big leo energy and i just gonna sit back and enjoy it like i'm not gonna be involved at all in like well i'll like technically be producing it i'll organize it but on the day of yeah i'm just gonna like sit and watch i don't know a ton about astrology but whenever um the staff here decide we want to like get food or something um Paige has to give me and kelsey options because otherwise we won't pick are you Um, so we're both libras (laughs) (laughs) our birthdays are two days apart and then (laughs) Paige is a Taurus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like a week in September where like there's never the full staff because we both get our birthdays off. Oh, right. Um, yeah. So like we all get our birthdays off. So yeah, like I'll be off one day and then we'll both be in and then Kelsey will be off. <laughs> but yeah, Amazing. so Paige has to give us options be like, okay, this one or this one. And then we'll be like, okay. <laughs> Incredible. I, oh my God, this is like not a career choice, but it's related to the Libra thing. I once dated a fellow Libra. Oh my. And when How we were deciding, okay, so we were both, we both played D&D. Okay. So we had dice ready. And so we went through, we opened the Uber Eats mm-hmm. app and like rolled the dice. And it was like, okay, we went it. down to the ninth category and then we rolled again. And then we went down to like the 11th, like restaurant. And we're like, okay, I love we're it. eating here. That's great. That's great. You know, like the coping strategy. We would have starved to death. That's, that's <laughs> and, like, a good strat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my queer joy is I got to hang out with like one of my best friends who I have known since we were like nine years old. Oh, yeah. Um, and I have not seen in like a year uh, oh, because of like scheduling and like various stuff. Life. Um, so yeah, I sat in their very eclectic living room with them and their spouse and we just hung out like for a couple hours and it was so, so great. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah, I haven't seen it. So now, yeah, 
hopefully we're gonna kind of get back because we're both yeah. like the terrible terrible people who will like are so bad at staying in touch but then like you come back after seeing like not it's, seeing each other for it's six the months, ADHD thing then- you know this is an ADHD thing yeah it's like it's like object permanence but for people yeah so if they're not in your like regular rotation of people you just yeah. kind of forget they exist but then you know whatever it is you see a social media post or you run into them whatever and you're like literally oh, I'm so happy to see you and it's I commented like, on their story left. and was like also we have to hang out <laughs> like, uh, but no, cause they have ADHD and I'm autistic. So mm-hmm. it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I imagine that's probably an autistic trait too. There's a lot of overlap. Probably. Well, it's ADHD. really funny because when we met, neither of us knew that we were neurodivergent and neither yeah. of us knew that we were queer. Oh. We, right. How far you've come. I know. Right. And now we're both. Yeah. It's that thing of like grouping together even before. Even, yeah, you didn't know, but like on some level you did. Some, okay. I didn't know. No one has ever been surprised that I have come out to yeah I have never had a, anyone be surprised <laughs> which is like a little bit insulting yeah you're like come I on man I so I thought I was so good so stealth I thought I was so stealth constantly fucking outing myself with bad jokes and talking about Michelle Obama's arms oh my gosh yeah uh, actually funny story <laughs> so Kelsey's partner I've known for a really long time uh we met like when I first started university and uh thought I was a cishet um yeah. and then started going to the like queer group as just like a just an a ally. fierce ally yeah um and then I eventually like came out as I don't use the word bisexual anymore I use pansexual but at the time that was like yeah. what I came out as and Steph was like yeah duh <laughs> I forgot Steph knows everybody it's absurd <laughs> yeah it is it is wild yeah Yeah. it's been cool like without that stuff like seeing her again because I just we just sort of like we had each other on socials but kind of fell out of each other's lives after I like left McEwen and then now it's like cool we see each other a lot again that's cool I I think I've told this story on the podcast before but I actually met Steph before I met Kelsey oh really um Steph was my camp counselor one year when I was a child and I have a picture of me and Steph and one of her friends who was also at Pride. And I oh went up to her. Gosh. I was like, hey. And somebody's like, oh, how do you know each other? And she was like, oh, this was one of my campers. Oh, my God. <laughs> like 15 years ago. Amazing. Like, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Beautiful. So there's a picture of us and like little baby. <laughs> I think I was like 11 or something. Oh. Yeah. And like, yeah. Steph sure. and we're sort of teenagers. And yeah. yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It was really funny. But yeah, I'm like, everybody, this just furthers my idea that all like queer people especially they just yeah yeah they like I feel like other. we joke that queer women all know each other but I feel like it extends it's yeah yeah very that yeah <laughs> but anyway um it's been over an hour wow really just over yes oh wow good Amazing. job <laughs> this was great thank you for being on thank you for having me oh my gosh this was so fun and I was, I was just so excited I was like I want to talk about drag I should like invite Coco and then you responded immediately and I was like yes yeah it was so yeah. funny I was listening to the podcast too <laughs> <laughs> I'm like listening to your voice and then it's like message from Becca and I was like oh oh me. yes <laughs> amazing it's okay Kelsey we're just wrapping up we're just wrapping um <laughs> anyway Be kind to yourself with others, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.